I'm losing it. Welcome to I'm Losing It. I'm your host, Brian Crock, and Happy New Year. Along with me today is, of course, my wife, the one who keeps interjecting herself into my podcast all the time. Jessica, What's how up? are you? I'm pretty good. I'm ready for this new year, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, let's let's tell them a little bit about ourselves. Yes, let's do that. We never we're bad at like introducing ourselves to people who horrible are horrible at self-promotion. Well, I'm pretty good at promoting, but you're pretty bad at it. But horrible anyway. at it. <laughs> um, so if you guys don't know who we are yet, we are Jessica and Brian Croc. We have a YouTube channel called Crocs in the Kitchen. Uh, we post videos every week, a couple of times a week with recipes and just general updates about our lives and our weight loss adventure. Uh, we switched to eating a whole food plant-based diet back in June 2018 and have lost hundreds of pounds together in the process. So now we are just trying to share everything that we've learned and continue to learn and all the ups and downs with you guys. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you want to check that out, if you haven't heard of us before, I'm sure a lot of you have, but if you haven't heard of us, then please do check out the YouTube channel just because it's interesting and we put a lot of work into it and it's fun. So, you know, that's just a good thing. But Jessica... We aren't alone here. No, we're not. We have somebody in the studio with us as well that uh, that we we have known for a, a while here, at least uh, in passing, if not directly, uh, for a lot of that. But we have the one and only Karen Dugan here today. Happy New Year, you guys. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. So, Karen, you are the one and only St. Louis Veg girl, STL veg girl, right? Mm -hmm, that's right. And and that is that's the name that I always heard going around. Jessica was always like, yeah, yeah. There's this lady. It's STL veg girl. I'm like, oh, cool. You know, that that's actually a pretty cool name. And she started telling me to, like different stuff that was going on and like all this kind of stuff. And then eventually, we got to this point where uh, she was like, hey, do you want to do like this uh, cooking class at Deerberg's uh, with with her? And I was like, well, yeah, why not? <laughs> And so uh, I remember going there and that's when we actually like officially met uh, yep. in person and it was uh, it was a blast. I, I absolutely loved going to that cooking class. Oh, and, thanks. Uh, I would I still I still remember the 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 soup that I made that it was mm -hmm. it was fantastic. I, I wanted to make it again, but we haven't made it since then because we just haven't. Uh, but well, I think you doctored it up a little bit too. You were having a good time with that. Oh yeah, yeah. I was really happy about that. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm always one to experiment mm -hmm. with uh, with the flavors and try to get it to. Uh, it's like maybe maybe not in a traditional sense, but like, but I'm always trying to get it to a spot where I I like it. And so that's really what it is. It's just me, like you know, if I, if I'm tasting it and I'm I'm trying things and I'm doing this and I'm just like I just want to get this to the spot where I think it tastes good. And then, uh, and then go from there. So, but I, I love it. I love new recipes. That's just one of my, my all time favorite things to, to do and experiment with. Well, Brian, I will tell you that, um, first of all, thank you for having me on today. Um, this, I know that this has been, cause I've been watching you guys on your, on YouTube and, um, now your new podcast. So congratulations on all your successes Thank you, and even more so in this new year. Um, but I just, I do want to say that getting back to that cooking class, um, you were my star student that day because it is my goal to help people with their kitchen confidence. Mm. And you were having a good time. You just took it. And I, I was never going to say, Hey, you know, you might want to stick to the recipe because that's not what it's about. And you took it and you ran with it. And other people saw that you were doing that too. And 
everyone loved your soup. And, you know, I tell everybody in, in these cooking classes, listen, everybody has a different palate. What I like is maybe not something that Jessica likes and maybe something that, you know, might really rock your world, Brian. So it's, it's really about testing and becoming comfortable in the kitchen. And, um, and, and then, then you're going to be successful if you are comfortable in your own skin and on, in your own space. So thanks very much for actually, and I never told uh-huh. you that and I meant to. So, so thank you very much for really taking, taking the lead there and, well, and having a good time and showing other people that you can't have a good time. Wow, Brian, you got a gold star. You're I did star get a gold student. star. I'm happy about that. That's that's great. He's beaming. Uh, I am beaming, actually. That that made me feel so good inside. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I had a blast doing it. So you get me, you get me in in a kitchen with other people, and like I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna have a grand old time. But, yeah, uh, yeah. But it was like I said, I love I love trying out new stuff, and uh, when I get when we get a chance, I'm definitely coming back for another one. I so. hope so. Well, hopefully next time that we're able to do a class with you, we can actually come to the Center for Plant-Based Living, Mm -hmm. which in 2019, Karen opened the nation's first plant-based nutrition, culinary, and lifestyle education center. That sounds really fancy. (laughs) Almost like you read that. I did. I read it from my notes, okay? Um, So I just wanted to, you know, to make sure everybody knew that, that that was one of the things that she has done. So she started out as STL Veg Girl, and then she opened up this Center for Plant-Based Living, which... It when I heard that it was opening in St. Louis, it's just like it, I, you can't get much better than that. And this year, she also started a YouTube channel, so we'll get into that a little bit more later. But Brian, but yes, but first, let's let's go back in time a little bit. Sure. Uh, let's go back to when you were a young child growing up in somewhere, right? So I just basically just tell everybody like your history, where you came from and like all that kind of stuff. When I was a young child, when I was eating Braunschweiger with my dad watching football. Yeah, do that. <laughs> or or actually, or better yet, fried Spam mm. or fried bologna on Wonder Wheat bread with um, Velveeta and God knows what Velveeta really is. Oh yeah, so that's how I used to eat. Uh-huh. Nice. Um, and but then- like, Where where did you actually like grow up at though? Oh, in St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, in the county. Um, and- uh, I mean, I don't know how, how, you know, Catholic all the way through where I go to high school, went to Narynx, you know, like (laughs) for those of you outside of St. Louis, it is a common thing for people to ask where you went to high school, Mm -hmm. which is funny for me because I'm an Illinois boy. Uh, I grew up like on this side of the river. And, uh, and so when people would ask me like where I went to high school, it was like, well, I went to high school in, in Collinsville and they were just like, oh, okay. And then like, that's the end of, of the conversation because like nobody knows anything about Collinsville. Right. Like it's all on the St. Louis side. And so they just have, they have no frame of reference other than the city that I actually grew up in. Yes. It's a very local icebreaker. Yes. It's just one of those, those funny little quirks of a, of a city, but mm-hmm. yes, where, where'd you go to high school is, is a common question here. Uh, so, so you grew up in, in St. Louis, uh, in, uh, in the County, which, uh, you know, maybe not everybody knows the County and the city are actually two, two kind of separate entities. Not that we're trying to get into politics or anything in yeah, this joint. Another St. Louis quirk. Yes. Another St. Louis quirk. Uh, but you know, growing up, uh, I, I remember even like the fried bologna sandwiches that and stuff like that uh, we didn't have Velveeta though. That was not a common thing for us in, he in our household. He also had never had cheese whiz. Like yeah, I, I never had cheese. I whiz introduced him to oh. cheese whiz early on in our relationship. Mm-hmm. I was like, "How have you never had cheese whiz? Like it's <laughs> who, who knows what that it was is in the jar, right? Or was that, yes. Okay, so yeah. have you ever had the 
the cheese in the can? Yes, I, I had had that. Okay. And that was what I thought Cheese Whiz was, but then... Well, it's really not cheese. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. Yes. Who knows? It's like yeah. space food. Yes. Uh, but then <laughs> then Jessica was like, no, Cheese Whiz comes in a jar. And I was like, okay, never knew that. Like, you know... Yeah, you but, nuke that sucker and you pour it all over tortilla chips. Put I mean, it on your broccoli, make it, you know, you're eating healthy, but... Broccoli, got- schmockly, not back then. <laughs> yeah. That's how we made our vegetables taste good back then. Just oh, drown well, them in yeah. oil and fat mm-hmm. and That's salt true. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that. In fact, when I remember growing up, like I was never big on vegetables anyway. Like I never, I never cared about it. It's like I always wanted the fatty thing, you know, or the, the, uh, the, the real savory thing. Mm-hmm. Now he's over here just eating raw broccoli. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's <laughs> absolutely how it goes. So, uh, so growing up though, you you ate this the standard stuff that like yeah. your, whatever your parents made, right? Like mm-hmm. that was that was that kind of a deal. Yeah. Uh, so what? What eventually caused you to then uh, switch to a plant-based diet? So in 2008, I lost my dad to cancer. Mm. And exactly 10 weeks after that, I was diagnosed. So, um, you know, that was really the one-two punch that woke me up. Um, You know, I'm still mourning the loss of my dad. I'm still trying to figure out life, you know, trying to, you know, my brother, it's just, it was just my brother and I, that's, I only have one sibling and, um, and then my mom. So the four of us were a very, very tight knit family. Mm-hmm. So when one person leaves, it shakes your world. And then when there's a threat of another, you know, it's just, it's too much. And, um, so, you know, you can imagine the sadness, the confusion, the, the pain and, and the anger. Um, and, uh, and I just, I was just in a tailspin. And I mean, we all were. And um, I thought, okay, well, it's it, this is not my time. It's I got to do something here. And I didn't even, you guys, I did not even connect food with health at yeah, all. Yeah, no, I was thinking about that uh, because, well, my grandfather had cancer, and and he ended up dying from complications of that. My mom had breast cancer, and. Uh, and you know she's been clean for year decades now. Actually, has been 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 really good. Uh, but even back then, like it was always just the treatment. It was the mm-hmm. it was the uh, chemo. It was the radiation. It was that kind of thing. And That's so right. diet was not even in the picture. It was basically like she she will eat whatever she can keep down. Like that's what she's she's going to eat. It's all about the calories. Yeah. yeah. Hey, if you even go, if you go right now over to any of the hospitals where people are getting their their chemo cocktails or whatever, and they come out, and what do you think's there? It's the cookies. It's you know, it's the crap food um, yeah. most of the time, unless you bring something in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I have a friend who's going through treatment right now, and you know, we're, we've got him on Kate Farms, which is is a really nutritionally dense shake. Or people uh, that actually started as a, a small company, mom and dad company that started because their little girl, Kate, uh, was on a feeding tube and she was failing to thrive. Mm. So they talked with a dietitian and a scientist and they started, I know it's kind of off. That's <laughs> oh, fine. And, and they started this new shake or they created this new, very tasty shake for Kate. Uh, and they put it in her feeding tube. And now she's off of the feeding tube. She's thriving. She's just a normal little girl. And, uh, then, so now they make them for like sports drinks and like all kinds of different, but it's, it's, it's not the, and I hope we don't get, you know, but it's not the boost and it's not the insurer that has all those crappy ingredients. Yeah. And a ton of sugar and a ton of sugar. Um, so it's just, you know, so even, even to, even right here now in 2021, 
there are people, you know, healthcare providers are still not making the connection between food and health. So how, how was I supposed to know that as a young 30 something year old who just lost my dad and then I had cancer, you know, like, what do I have to do now? Like, do I have to have surgery? Am I going to go through treatment? Like what kind of like, who, you know, so, you know, I kind of dealt with that. And then I thought, well, what do healthy people do? Hmm? Like, what, what does that look like? And I was like, well, I guess I'll try yoga. <laughs> I guess, which did not take because, you know, and though, oh, oh I, I'm not, I do not like yoga. I think I'm actually jealous of people who do yoga because I think it's a very <laughs> cool thing, but I just never got into it. You and me both. I've oh. never understood yoga. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go and stretch for a while. Yeah. But I mean, people who do it and who, who are yogis or just people, not even just yogis, but people who do it on a regular basis, like I'm very jealous of that. Like someday, someday, Brian, it'll, it'll hit, you know, all in timing. Right. And, um, so then I tried meditation, but clearly I'm way too much of a spaz for that. That was not going to happen. Then I tried, what's the one with the needles? Acupuncture. Thank you. And I'm totally scared of needles, but I was like, I'll do anything to try to do that. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> please, I'd rather have a chemo cocktail. So then like, I, I didn't even know what to do. So then I thought, okay, People are always talking about eating your veggies or eating your greens. Ugh, gross. And I, so I started reading. I started reading um, the medical journals, um, cancer prevention, and then just chronic illness prevention and just running the gamut. And I worked for um, a medical uh, practice, actually, mm. uh, back when this was happening. And I um, asked some of the doctors to help me understand medical studies reading them. So I just started reading and reading medical journals and nutrition journals. And, and I, and I found that there was this crazy vegan diet, by the way. And remember back in 2008, nobody said plant-based, they yeah. said vegan, which yeah. was very scary here in the middle of the country. You know, it was cult vegan. It was just nothing that. Yeah. I mean, even to today, like you say the word vegan around like mm -hmm. some people and they they will look at you like you're absolutely insane. Like, yeah. how dare you not eat meat? I'm like, okay, like that's yeah. On what kind of deficiencies? Like, like, where do you get pro? Uh, do we, do we, where do you get your protein? Oh my gosh, my gosh. So, <laughs> so I thought, well, I, I so I'm reading all these studies, and I was just looking for the one study because I was not going to go vegan. I was looking for the one study that was going to show me or tell me, and I'm still looking for it, by the way, that said, yeah, right. Plants aren't going to help you. That's bunk. And I kept reading the, about this vegan diet, how it was truly helping people. And I'm like, no, that can't be right. That can't be right. Like there's no way that eating sprouts or broccoli or whatever is going to boost my immune system. Like, come on. I, I would have heard about this by now. Right. And so I thought, okay, I just, I just want to check off a box and say that I did it. And here we are in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really use the word vegan. I use plant-based, but yeah, us um, too. you guys yeah. too. Yeah. I remember that you guys talking about that and, but I, you know, I love it. I absolutely love it. And the, and the work that you guys do and the work that, that I've done, you know, some real health benefits have come out of not only our own bodies, but the people who we influence and try to help as well. Yeah. Uh, I always uh, think it's amazing that more people don't know that pretty much nutritional science has been settled for the last few hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it is not only provable, like with every single test that you can possibly do, 
but it's it's been proven time and time again for several hundred years from multiple scientists, multiple doctors, and it's basically just like eat vegetables. Eat vegetables, don't eat this stuff, eat this stuff. And it's like it's really straightforward and yet people still seem to be stuck in this marketing that they've been sold for the last several decades. Yeah, eat what your body truly craves, right? Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, and, and it's it even amazes me when people are just like, well, why do you eat all this stuff? It's just it's just sugar, and I'm like, what do you think the body runs off of? Like, right. it's like it's like trying to tell me that, uh, like, you know, putting diesel into your gas car, like, or, or putting gas into a diesel engine or something, like, it might run, it might work, it might keep going, but like, but eventually, it's not going to have the fuel that it actually needs. And since your body runs off of sugars, the very basic burning. Uh, power of of the body like that's what your body wants your not body man-made sugars but nature made sugars. exactly mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. that's so, a good distinction there so <laughs> how did you go from deciding to follow a plant-based diet to sort of making it your mission to educate people and becoming stl veg girl um, nothing like a loaded question, Jeff. Um, <laughs> I'm always here to keep the ship. She's on. like I gotta, money. I got to keep what, the She's ship like, on. I just wanted the money. I yeah. got to keep the ship on. Yeah. Cursing. Well, <laughs> let me just let me just preface that with there's no money in plants. Like sweet, sweet plant based money. Yeah, that is that is not a thing. Um, I so I so I I. Okay, so I. I one fell swoop. Okay. Some people like to tiptoe into this, but I am an all or nothing girl. And I just, again, I just wanted to check off a box also and be like, I can't go vegan, you know, like whatever. And you know, it didn't work for me for whatever reason. No, but it did work by the way. Um, I, I gave it, I had to give it a try. So I got rid of all of the animal based products in our kitchen. Um, anything that had animal in the crackers or of course all the you know the, the spam and and velveta oh, yeah. well, you know what and i wasn't eating that anymore because i did have an idea that that probably wasn't such a great thing for me but like in my younger years my dad and i on sundays yeah, yeah, would yeah, eat this yeah. that was part of it's a great memory i have and so i had i had graduated by the way brian to um a tyson chicken breasts oh wow the frozen ones because oh, Deerbergs, the frozen ones are been good. there yeah well you know what Deerbergs used to have those for five dollars a bag yeah they like were every always, other thursday or something yeah they were always the ones that we would go for because it's like yeah it, but it, the thought now of prepping that is so disgusting. Like, I hated it so much. My mouth is like, like you know, like ugh. right before you throw up, your mouth waters a little bit. <laughs> that's what I have. So. It, it's just, yeah. yeah, plants are definitely, that's the one, one of the major benefits has been, it's so much easier to clean your dishes and you don't have to worry about the disgusting, like slime that you, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to worry about just all the massive amounts of, of <laughs> bacteria that grow on there yeah. and like well, salmonella. You know and You know, kind of a side note to that. And um, so my... Uh, very good friend and um, medical director at the Center for Plant-Based Living, Dr. Jim Loomis, who works at PCRM and was in yeah, Game yeah. Changers. Yeah, so he's he always says this funny story. He's like, if you've ever if you've ever read, and I'm going to get this wrong, but if you've ever read um, how to correctly prepare, or or I guess no, the has the hazards of raw meat. You know, you have to wash this, wash that, wear this, do this. There's all like there's A through Z, like all these points. <laughs> and then um, if you want to prepare vegetables, <laughs> 
do it on a different surface than when you just prepared your meat. And that's it, yeah. you know? So that's why it's so wonderful to taste as you go, as Brian knows, during my cooking classes or just in your own kitchen. Um, so, Jess, sorry, uh, my ship is now back on track. Um, <laughs> I fine. sort of helped derail there, sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I just, so one fell swoop, went to the, went to the grocery store and went to um, the produce section. And, you know, I kept reading, eat the rainbow, eat the rainbow. And I was like, okay. So I had my cart and I'm throwing in purple things and, you know, orange things and yellow things. And I was like, I don't even know what some of this stuff is. And then I went to, um, you know, you're supposed to stay out of some of the middle aisles, but I was like, oh, tomatoes and beans and, you know, rice. So I was getting those things in the middle aisles, staying away from a lot of the other stuff. And then um, went over to the bakery and I was like, I gotta have my bread. But I was not, I had graduated from the Wonder White to the Soft Brown. Okay. <laughs> which yeah, is yeah. about the same thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I went and I got one of those, I called them like hippie loaves, you know, like the five pound brick bread, which we enjoy now. Yeah. But, you know, I was, I was like, well, here's a doorstop for all, you know, I heaved that thing into my cart. And I got home and I put it out. We were rehabbing a house at the time, so I really didn't have a kitchen. So I put it out on like this makeshift island. And I thought, well, damn, I don't, I don't know how to cook any of this stuff. I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. There's no microwave instructions. There's no, I, you know, I mean, I had, I just got, there was a lot of space in my freezer because I gotten rid of the chicken breasts and all the lean cuisines. Mm. Oh, mm. lean cuisine. Oh, they're cannellini or cannelloni <laughs> or something. I don't know. It was my favorite. I do remember that. I, but I do also remember when when we were first like losing weight for the wedding and stuff, I was eating a lot of those uh, like the healthy choice. Uh, smart ones. Smart you ones. And, the Hungry Man ones. They made well, like a healthier version of Hungry Man. Yeah, they, they did that one <laughs> There's too. There's no healthier version of that. It's just less food. So, so uh, but like after a while though, I remember having the thought like, like, I'm eating so much just fake food. It's like, am I becoming a fake person? It's like, you know, you are what you eat. And so it's like after a while of just eating all of these microwave meals and stuff, I just started to feel like, yeah, like am I not real. real. Like, like well, you're eating so much of it because you're getting, because you're becoming nu nutrient uh, deficient. Yes. Be you're getting your calories, but your body's still like more, 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 more. You're not really feeding me what I need. So you're, you're eating more and more and more of that. And you're yeah. feeling like, oh my God, why? This is gross. Why do I feel empty? Yeah, right. It's the truth, right? Yeah, that's absolutely. A, that's a really good thing to say. Yeah. I'm sure somebody who's listening to this right now probably is like, you know, connecting the dots. Yep. That's what it's about. And it took me several, several years after that fact to, to finally uh, come to a conclusion that it was that I needed to eat better than but you what built I on that. That's all part yeah, of your absolutely, journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's what has gotten you to this point. Yes. So sorry, Jess. So you got you got the island full of stuff and you don't know how to cook it. Yeah, I don't know how to cook it. And then if, so I was like, all right, well, I guess so then I just was vegan one-on-one -on -one recipes, you know, like, I don't know. And, um, and I, then from there I was just assembling food. Like I wasn't really cooking. I was just like heating and dump, like dumping and heating and like assembling food. So, um, my husband, we were in the middle of a, of a house rehab and, um, we would get, here's the thing. We would get up in the morning, go to our different gyms, come home, take our showers. He would go to his office. I would go to mine, come home, put on crappy clothes and like tear down walls or do whatever. And so we really didn't have any like place to live. So around 10, 10 30 at night, we would finally eat. And I would, I've just always kind of made the dinner. And, um, 
and I, by the way, I've ne- I didn't grow up with a, my mom didn't cook cook. She wasn't a chef. I, I, I've never liked cooking in my life. Mm. Let's just preface that. I've never liked cooking. I mean, I like it now, but I never did before. So I didn't, you know, I didn't want to do this because I didn't want to become quote unquote vegan. I didn't want to cook because I've never liked to cook. I didn't have a kitchen to cook in. And I was scared because I just lost my dad to cancer. So like all things were really against me. So anyway, so I'm cooking and I'm making this stuff for my husband, Tim and whatever I was doing. I don't know. And I gave it to him and we both have our, these horrible gross clothes on. We had just finished working for the night and he's sitting on this, um, this plaster dust filled couch and he's watching the 10 o'clock news and I gave him this food and he looks up at me with these puppy dog eyes and like tensions are so high again because like cancer's in the family. We're trying to get this house done. I'm changing my diet. God knows why I don't even know. Like, is this really a thing? And he looks up at me and I have like my, this food I'm handing down to him. And he's like, Karen, I love you. What I think you're doing is probably a good idea with this food you're gonna kill us both I was just like like tears of like joy and frustration you know it was just like a happy frustrating cry like it wasn't you know and so like we just doused it with hot sauce whatever it was I don't even know and ate it and um, always a good option oh my gosh put in you know right Frank's for me uh, it's actually Cholula for me oh right exactly yeah that's usually on my um tofu eggs so always a good choice too yeah and I just so Jess, I mean, after that, you know, I told Tim, I said, listen, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I, but there's something about this. There's something about this that tells me this is the right way to go. I don't know how to do it. I don't even know if I'm going to ever have time to learn. I have no idea what I'm about to embark on, but I feel like there's something there. And so unbeknownst to me, he, um, looked for a, a vegan cooking class I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about getting an an education. I didn't even think about learning how to do this because I didn't want to do it. It wasn't a thing that I thought was going to stick. Yeah. And so he found the only vegan cooking class in town. It was at Brentwood location, Whole Foods when they were still doing those, those cooking classes and the instructor, her name was, her name still is Bridget. (laughs) Her name was Bridget. (laughs) And we're we're still friends. And we sat in the front. It was a full class. And she was whipping out foods super easily, talking to us the entire time, having a great time. The meals, we probably had like three or two or three maybe meals and or you know, recipes. And she was just having a good time. She's making it look so easy. We were having a great time. And something in that class, something in that class struck me. And she called me after class and she said, would you like to be my assistant? And I mean, I was so excited, you guys. I And that was it. That was one of the turning points. And so for two and a half years, I assisted her. She taught at both town and country and Brentwood locations, just one time each you know, a month. So twice a month, we would, I was her pack mule and I would, you know, hand out the recipes and wash the dishes and do whatever she needed or did whatever anybody needed. And I just learned. So for two and a half years, I did that. And uh, fast forward to 2011, she moves to Tennessee. Her husband gets another job and, um, whole foods says, um, I say, okay, thanks very much. Sayonara. See you like have a, you know, thank you. This was great. And they're like, well, where do you, where are you going? And I said, well, unless you have somebody else for me to assist, I, you know, I mean, I was still working full time, you know? 
And um, they said, no, 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 no. We think that you ought to start teaching classes. And I said, <laughs> you don't know me very well. There's no way. I've never taught anybody anything. And that's not in the plan. And they're like, okay, well, here's the paperwork. And I said, you guys, come on. And I was having, you know, I become friends with some of the people. And and um, they, they said, no, 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 take this home and uh, seriously think about it. And I was like, yeah, okay, bye-bye. See you on my next shopping trip. And um, so I got home and I told Tim and I'm like, get a load of this. And he's like, oh my God, you should totally do that. And I'm like, hi, have we met? Like, <laughs> I have no patience for me or like, I no. And um, he said, no, 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 you come home twice a month after these and you are glowing. And I, and he's like, and you've learned so much and your food's gotten a little bit better. And he said, you just, you ought to do it. And I said, oh my God. So we sat down and it was this really simple paperwork and it was like name, address, da, da, da. And in the middle of it, it said, company name or business name. And I said, see, this is not for me. I don't have a business. And this was again, 2011. And he's like, well, just, I just still think that you should either make one up or you, you need to keep doing this. And I said, so in 2009, I started a Twitter account called STL Veg Girl just to like stalk other people and see what was happening. Understandable. Totally. So then I put in, I thought, well, shoot, I'll just call the business the business that I didn't have, STL Veg Girl. And so that's how Veg Girl was born. Nice. nice. And that's how I started all this. I feel like we, so when we got started, that was like our big hang up was like, we needed a name for whatever this was that we were doing. Mm -hmm. And once we came up with that name, there, it was like, okay, this, I can see the vision of what we're doing here. And it literally just hit me. I was at work one day and I was like, Brian, Crocs in the kitchen. And he's like, and it's so catchy. And it worked. And no, it just I'm, was I'm pretty like, sure yeah. I said my immediate response to that was, yeah, I said that like three weeks ago. No, <laughs> he did not. <laughs> totally did. It was totally me. She didn't want to use our name in, in the in the, well, the name of the channel. First, so I'm very paranoid. So I didn't want to use Croc because I was like, oh, people are going to stalk us because our last name and, you know, la, da, da. Which is what you want, by the way. But then I was like, OK, whatever. We'll just <laughs> embrace the Croc. It's fine. Like uh, it's such. Well, it's a unique thing. There aren't many Crocs in, but, in the world. And so like for, for me, it was like, no, I like that. Not to mention we're in the kitchen. Like it yeah. just works. But that's, it's a, very, that cute. is such a cool story. I'm a believer in things happen for a reason. Everything falls into place, like mm -hmm. how it's supposed to be. And like, that's like the fact that, you know, your husband found the, like I get goosebumps. It's like your husband found the class and then you went to the class and then she called you after it's like all the dominoes of everything. It just rolls. That Cosmic billiards is what I call yeah. it. Yeah. So that's, like that. that's very, very cool. So did you, so when you were doing, so you, you, you put down your name was STL veg girl. So you kept teaching there for a while or how did that? So I taught at both locations. I just took over Bridget's you know, I mean, I had my own recipes that I was using because she was more um, macrobiotic and I'm not so much that. Um, uh, so, yeah, I just I started teaching well, twice a month at each location, once a month at each location. And then I thought um, and it, I was very scared. Oh, my gosh. Like sweating armpit sweat like you would not believe. I was so nervous because I thought, who am I? Who am I? Like people are going to spend their time and money with me. Like Been there. I, I need to deliver. You know, like I don't want people leaving this room thinking, "Jeez, oh wait, she doesn't know what she's talking." You know, you want to talk about imposter syndrome? Woo. 
No, absolutely, totally understand oh. that one. That, oh. that, that was something like that first, was on the forefront of my mind. The whenever. first time people like made our first recipe, we're like, wait, people are making our recipe. Like, what? Are we even legit? Do we even, is it even a good recipe? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's so it's, weird. It's very scary. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, it's very scary. But I mean, and you know, and being in person and, being, and, t- and teaching people like, how to build a recipe and how to make whatever and why. Like I just, I'm sure my voice was shaking and cracking and oh my gosh, it was, you guys, it was like, I'm getting anxious just even thinking about it. So I thought, okay, well, if people are going to spend their time and money with me, then I have to take this seriously. Like I'm not going to like switch careers or anything, God, you know, but I have to, I have to be, uh, you know, I need some street cred. So that's when I applied for the Food for Life program at the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. And you have to apply for that, by the, by the way. That was a two-hour phone call. It was a video, um, three letters of recommendation from people who are not your friends or family. Um, and there was something else in there. It was a long application. And you had to be plant-based for two years for health reasons. And I don't know if it's still that way. Oh, and it was not online. You have to go. And, and where was it? DC. DC. And um, so went through all of this and it was really, it was tough and I was accepted and I spent about a week there um, and I came back and the cancer support community here in St. Louis called me up, the executive director did, and she said, come in whenever you can. And I said, is, hi, my name's Karen, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and she said, I know that the, uh, I know the, the training you just went through, it's pretty rigorous. And I want you to teach here at our cancer support community. And still, it kind of like gets me. And so I sat down with her and she had an empty calendar and she said, you do whatever you want to do. And that, like that, that gives me the goosebumps because, you know, I came about this because I had cancer and I lost my dad to cancer. And now somebody wants me to come in and help their community with nutrition, their cancer community with nutrition. Oh my God. You talk about a humbling moment. All right. I'm not going to cry. I always say on the YouTube channel, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going <laughs> to cry. My eye, if you could see me, my eyes are a little bit watery it's, right now. That is like, that's incredible. It was really powerful. And still to this day, it is my favorite place to teach. And I still teach there. And yeah. it's, it's the community there is different. I mean, every, every space is different, you know, Whole Foods is different from Deerberg's, different from my place, different cancer. But I mean, you know, just I just treat them differently, I think, because I've been there. Yeah. You know, and I, I remember how scared I was. I can say that, like, uh, the, the feeling that we get knowing that people are trying to get healthy or lose weight or whatever it happens to be, like, just from, from what they get from our channel, trying out our recipes and stuff like that, that gives me an enormous sense of pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on for, for that other side of it, that is a completely different level because it's, it's literal life and death with, with people who are fighting this disease. And, you know, every little bit that, you know, you can do to help is, is you never know if like that change is like the thing that actually saves that person's life. And that is a huge, huge deal. Like for us, it's generally a lot about just people getting healthier or losing weight. But for that, that's, that's life and death. And that's an important thing that, that I am, I I never would have thought like even going and teaching or anything of, of that sort. And so the simple fact that, that 
you've done that and you are doing that is 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 commendable. Oh well, thank it really. Thank you, thank you. And it, it's not. Listen, listen. I'm not. Listen, I'm not curing cancer. Okay. <laughs> like let's no. be. Re- you know, I'm not. And I'm not saying that. But you know, every eating, little bit helps. No, every little bit does help. And I'm not saying you know change your your diet to you know kale only or whatever. And you know your all your tumors are going to go away. Like it, let's just preface that. You yeah. know, like that's not happening here. But but to boost your immune system naturally through foods and but or through foods can't hurt. True. Right. Very true. And there is a lot of studies out there, you know, also talking about breast cancer and the, the reproductive cancers really do. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of studies out there that where the tumors do diminish in size when you change your uh, nutrition to a whole food plant-based diet. So there, those studies are out there. Um, but I do it for sure for cancer because I've been there. Um, but also because, you know, now my, my world has opened up to chronic illnesses. So you have type two diabetes and mm-hmm. obesity and hypertension and heart disease. And, you know, the studies there are even more, more supportive about, you know, you are, if you adopt a whole food plant-based diet and you have one of these, probably several of these common chronic illnesses, you have a lot of control over that. Yeah. You can reverse that. And then especially now in this time of a, of a pandemic, mm-hmm. You know, oh. we now know those things as comorbidities. Yep. And so it's, it's, you know, this last year has definitely been a time for people to, to focus on those aspects of their health and hopefully do something about it. So, right, right. Cause you know, you know, I mean, you get one of those things, it's just uh, another, another tick against you if, if you do actually happen to get sick. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> Where, no, where were we? I completely. So, so Jessica needs to get us back so on track. I will, I, I'm trying to, I try to let Brian like run as much as possible since this is his podcast. I know I but, ran out of steam there I'm and then just, like, I didn't know I, what else he's to do. Just, I can tell when he's looking at me like, okay, what's the next, where, where <laughs> does this, my brain is like weird and I have everything organized in there of how things should flow. And like when they don't flow that way, I kind of like know how to shift them back. And he just kind of like. Okay. I know where to go from here. Okay. okay. So, so you were teaching at these different places. Uh, like we said, we, we originally met at a Deerberg's, uh, uh, cooking class and all that. So what then made you make the switch then to start the center for plant-based living and like, like get to that point where you're just like, I'm starting this thing and we're doing it. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I also am a certified health and wellness coach through Well Coaches. So I've I've kind of got a little bit of that mindset, not so much, but I think it was important for me to go through that. Actually, Jim Loomis was the one who was like, "You need to do this and this is where you need to go." And I was like, "Okay." So, uh so I did that and when I was looking for health coaching certifications, just by the way, anybody who's wondering about that, um I I didn't know where to go because there's all these online become a coach, become a health coach, you know, and not that it was really like something I wanted to do, but I, it was a good kind of, you know, addition, you know, and, and I, it would help me understand the psyche of, of why someone wants to change their diet. So, um, I asked Jim and he said, well, coaches is highly regarded in the medical industry. So if anybody's looking for that, look into well coaches. So I did that training. Um, and, and yes, so Brian, I was teaching at all these different places and um, I started to notice that some people would fall back. And so they would start to reverse their type 2 diabetes. Um, all of their numbers were, were back on track where they were supposed to be, you know, their weight, their lipid numbers, all that kind of stuff. And they were really loving life. But then all of a sudden, 
and you've experienced it and I've experienced it and just about everybody experiences it, you start to, that snowball starts to fall back down the mountain and you start letting these not so favorable foods back into your diet and then you gain the weight and then, you know, right. So you end up right back where you were. And I thought, well, why, why would someone do that? Why would somebody become healthier? Life is great. And then they just yeah, say, I'm not going to do this anymore. Or they just start letting foods creep in, you know, whatever. So I'm laying in bed one night and I kind of, I put on that health coaching hat, if you will. So that kind of, you know, I thought, okay, let's, let's get into people's brains. What's going on here? What's happening? And it just eventually kind of came to me. People need support. So here's, here's the thing. When people make lifestyle changes, I don't care if you are trying to not drink as much or totally lay off the bottle, or if you are trying to get to the gym more often, or if you're trying to quit smoking, or if you're trying to change your diet, usually you're on a solo mission. Whole families don't do that together. Hordes of friends, groups of friends don't do that together. Number one, you are on a solo mission. And by the way, number two, you're all of a sudden the weird one, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, right. So, and, well, and I mean, then, for us, like, because we did it together, but we were still like, you know, we, don't talk to the Crocs, those weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really how it was. Yeah. No, it is. It is. And all of a sudden, number three, you have to be an expert in what you're doing because you have to defend yourself. Oh yeah. Defend the word defend. Yeah. That's the, it's it's exhausting. All the questions. And because the thing that got me, that struck me the most was like, we were 800 pounds combined. He was 514 pounds. I was 285 pounds. Like we were eating those pictures and still we were eating like total crap and people were concerned that we wanted to eat plants. Like they weren't concerned that we were, you know, that we were 800 pounds. They weren't questioning us then. They weren't, you know, oh, are you guys, you know, you guys need to do something. They didn't say a thing until we were like, oh, we're going to eat plants. And then it was like the questions and the, you know, you you do. We're going to clean up our diet. You have to know. look at me. (laughs) You have to know exactly why you're doing what you're doing. You have to know how, where are you getting your protein? Where are you, you have to have answers for all these questions and people are just constantly coming at you and it's crazy yeah and that's why people need support because you can't no human being can do that on their own when they've got oh i don't know you know life job family and then they're trying to totally change their own life as an aside and then you have life fam life family work say why 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 so not only do you just not have support then you have people in your in your own life your your friends your family saying why 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 and you're like well wait a minute then then you start to second guess yourself and you think well maybe this really like why why do i think like why why am i why did i get an aha moment none of my other friends or family did you know like i guess i am kind of weird like that's not a thing right and so that's what i trying to like dig around in my brain for that. And I thought, Oh my God, it's support. It's support. It's support. People need support. People need freaking support. And I had started a, um, a forks over knives. Well, the only forks over knives in person seven week program that I did out of Deerberg's and, uh, which was endorsed by forks over knives. I wrote it with the guy who wrote the movie and, and that was very, very successful for a lot of people. Um, the only thing I didn't have was kind of an addendum to that to kind of keep everything going, which was always in the plan. But then 
I opened up my whatever. Okay. So, um, I thought, you know, I've, this was 2017. I thought I got to I know this is, a, this is a digital age, you know, back in 2017, it was still digital era was, be, you know, digital age. And I thought I've got to open up a brick and mortar. It's got to happen. Like I've got to, I've got to have, I've got to have a place for people to come, you know, how much would I have loved that back in 2008? Mm-hmm. Oh, plant, somebody's talking about plant-based or vegan or whatever. Well, I'll just go there and see what the heck, you know, like what resources I can get there, what they have to say and meet like-minded people. Well, so I, I called up two people that I know very well in the plant-based world who are very well known and they know everything <laughs> that's going on. So I called them up at separate times and I said, listen, I want to open up this brick and mortar. You know, the cancer support community has brick and mortar. The Parkinson's, like everything has a brick and mortar. And I said, I want to open this place up. I want uh, this plant-based center. And I, you know, I explained it to both of them at different times. And I said, who has something like this? I will fly to them. I will pay them. I will just so that I can replicate what they're doing and put it in St. Louis. And they said, that doesn't exist. I said, now, come on, please. Somebody has to have done this already, right? It's like somebody in Brooklyn, New York, or somebody in Berkeley, California to very progressive, right? You know, somebody has got to have this thing. And, um, they said, no, it doesn't exist. I said, well, okay, then I'm going to do it. And they said, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to have that overhead and that added stress? And I said, because people need to know where to go. Mm-hmm. People need the resources. And it's not fair that because they missed, a, you know, so-and-so's cooking class at Kitchen Conservatory or my cooking class at Deerberg's or or they're not around the cancer support community. Like pe- people are too damn sick and tired to even know that they need to be searching around for this. Nobody has time for that. That's not That's not a fair thing for people. I said there needs to be a place where people can go. That maybe they won't get all the answers there, but they'll have the resources. We can start connecting them. And, and uh, they both said, oh, okay, well, all right, good luck with that. So for two years, I saved up everything I had. And on the anniversary of my dad's passing, October, <laughs> October, this is his birthday, um, August 13th, 2019, we opened up the nation's first plant-based and nutrition Culinary Education Lifestyle Center, Center for Plant-Based Living. August 13th is my mom's birthday. Get out of here. Mm. Oh, it's a very special day. It is a, it is a special day. But mm. yes, it's uh, that is amazing though. That's just, that's an incredible tale. Like even just like for, from where you started to, to where you are now. Uh, and I know that uh, Jessica was was wanting to ask sort of like uh, how how the pandemic has affected this, obviously, because it's been it's been crazy this going from from 2019 to 2020. Uh, so, yeah, like how how actually has that that messed with you? Uh, it has messed with me. Like, I'll be very, very honest with you guys. It's been really, really tough before COVID. We were open for seven months in one day and it was gangbusters. It was so fabulous. I mean, I, you know, I started a, um, a, a monthly initiative where we would give back to the community. Um, I would have a speaker in and proceeds would go back to the charity of their choice. I mean, I had the mastering diabetes guys in, you know, they flew in mm-hmm. from, uh, from California and from, uh, Costa Rica. Um, and we gave back to the plantrition project. Um, and then I, I, you know, it was just, 
things were just happened. They were good. Like it was feel good. The classes were full. People were excited. There was support. I had all these things coming up. Um, and then bam, shut down. And, um, so I started the plant-based quarantine cooking show out of my house twice a month or twice a week, excuse me. And Tim helped me with that. And then, uh, and you started, were you doing that on like Facebook or something like that to begin with or yes. was it? Yeah. And then you switched over to, you started the YouTube channel and put some stuff up there as well. Yeah. So, um, we did the, yeah, that was just a Facebook live yeah. and just because I was like, whatever, I got to keep doing it, I guess. I don't know. And, um, then I started the cook, yeah, the plant-based quick cooking show on YouTube. And that is, um, every week I do a recipe that is seven ingredients or less and that's for, pretty much the beginner, you know, I mean, yeah, it's there, for anybody, but guys, it's for the beginner. If you guys are just starting out and you're looking for good recipes, I was actually just looking through the videos, uh, yesterday and I was like, there's a lot of really good, just simple. It's, it's all about the simple, quick, like not complicated, um, like just so many good ideas that you can start out with. So we'll definitely link to that in the description of this podcast. So you guys can check out her channel and, and watch all her videos as they come through. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, okay. So you, you now you have, you continued a lot of the classes and stuff and just shifted everything to being online or how have you done with the, with the center for plant-based living? Yeah. So, um, it was always in the, in the back of my head that we would do virtual, right? Uh, so fast forward. Yeah. We're doing it now. Forced to. Yeah. Forced to. And, and I'm not that much of a tech person, so it's been it's been challenging. You know, I do have new cameras coming into the shop now and some stuff that I don't understand is being installed um, so that I can do better TV shows or better YouTube shows, I should say. And, um, and yeah, so I have moved many of the classes online. So we're doing virtual live cooking classes. And um, I do one, about one class a month in the shop, but I only max out at eight people now where I used to max out at 20. Mm. Um, and I'll tell you, you know, it's been really tough because there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of cooking shows out there or a lot of cooking classes. And, um, you know, who knows what's going to happen once COVID is in our rearview mirror. Um, but I'm going to keep going with the virtual. Um, and hopefully, you know, eventually, well, originally it was the idea was to open up more centers for plant-based living. Um, so that would be awesome someday. Um, but right now the, the idea to grow is really virtually. Yeah. Well, and the one benefit is we were talking about this before uh, we started recording was that for us, we reach an audience that's all over the world. We get people who are commenting to us and, you know, they're from just all kinds of crazy places. And so, you know, before pandemic, your stuff wasn't quite as accessible to them. And now that, you know, you've been forced to do things online, the one benefit of that is that they can go on your website and we'll link to that obviously below, but they can go on your website and sign up for one of your classes and check out yeah. all, all of your content and, and join in virtually from anywhere in the world. Um, so you also, I think, have an exciting announcement that you were going to make a little <laughs> bit here. Yeah. So in, um, in an effort to, okay. So in the month of January and it's starting today, um, we have started on Inst on our Instagram and our Facebook, um, the center for plant-based living is starting an initiative to help broaden the, um, the resources in St. Louis to get those more well-known and it's using the hashtag plant-based STL, um, local businesses who offer plant-based foods or goods, and it can be anything from foods to clothes to uh, makeup, hair care, whatever, 
um, we are highlighting every day a new business. Um, and then we're encouraging if, if any businesses are offering any kind of promos, we encourage them to use the, the promo code, promo code plant-based STL. Uh, they certainly don't have to. Um, but the Center for Plant-Based Living is offering 20% off for the entire month any of our programs and classes. So I hope, hope oh, that wow. makes it a little bit more accessible for people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, and that will include, though it's not on the website yet, Jim Loomis and I are doing a six-week uh, weight loss program. Nice. Yeah, so that will start in March, um, but that will be up during the month of January. So you can use the promo code for that as well. Very cool. So yeah, be sure to check out. I'll include all the links for the social media, the website, all that stuff in the description. Um, be sure to check that out. And you guys can take a class with Karen. I mean, I would love why it. Wouldn't uh, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? And you can tell her, hey, I know those. I've watched those Crocs on the YouTube. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> um, let's see. So I think uh, I had a few little rapid fire questions that no. I wanted. They're not like, they're not, they're not, they're not, they're all. All, you know, pretty tame here. Uh, but just, just a few things just, just that we wanted to ask you. You want to ask the first one, B? Uh, yes, let's go ahead. It's, uh, it, what is your favorite quick and easy meal? Um, I, I got to tell you, I love buffalo cauliflower. And because I do it pretty often, it's pretty quick. So that's easy for me. Um, but if you want something super, super, super quick, um, I, for whatever reason, this is, this is actually probably in the last six months or so, steaming broccoli and putting lemon on it. Nice. Yeah. Yep. And if I need to beef it up a little bit, um, I'll add some cannellini beans. Nice. Yeah, I think people don't realize like you can literally just open like he'll open a yeah, can we, of beans. Yeah, we we got like, we got asked this question on on like Instagram or something like that. Somebody was like, "What's a quick and easy meal that that you throw together?" And I was just like, "My red beans and rice, rice cauliflower." Because it's literally, I have bags of, of frozen rice cauliflower. I will microwave that for like six minutes. Mm -hmm. And I take a can of red beans, pour the entire thing into a pan, and then mix in Cajun seasoning and a bay leaf. Let that cook down for about five or, you know, between five and ten minutes, depending on how hot it is. Yeah. And, uh, and then mix it all together. And then that's what I'll eat. Th that sounds delicious. See, it's that it's that easy. Yeah, yep. and I, well, and that's the thing. Even we, com well, I complicate everything pretty much in 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 life and food and everything. But it's just like you, it doesn't need to be that complicated. Um, so, what is your favorite tip for? Obviously, right now, dining out at restaurants is not exactly like the most popular thing. But if you were going out to a restaurant, what is your tip for trying to kind of stick to the whole food plant based in just any restaurant setting? Uh, be honest with your server uh, because, you know, gone are the days, even here in St. Louis, for the most part, um, where, oh my gosh, I shouldn't ask for any kind of special treatment. You know what? These, these chefs, that's an art. You know, they want to get back there and play. And by the way, there are people who have real allergies, you know, so restaurants really do should be abiding by the allergies and just the requests. Um, so be honest with your server. And um, tell them, hey, listen, I'm just looking for something that's plant-based. And you can use the word vegan. That's fine. That doesn't have a whole lot of added oil. Um, I was at a restaurant in Clayton pre-pandemic, and they have great Brussels sprouts. And I asked, I asked the bartender, I was sitting at the bar, I said, listen, I really want these Brussels sprouts, but can you please just, can you do, can you do light on the oil? Because I know that they wouldn't be able to do no oil. 
and they were very, very, very light on the oil and they tasted delicious. So just be honest with people. Yeah, I think some of the best dishes I've had at restaurants have been when I've been in that situation where it's like I'm at a work thing or something and it's a place that doesn't have any vegan options. And I just say like, hey, can you know, can the chef make something? And your dish comes, you know, that moment where your dish comes out and everybody else, everybody else at the table (laughs) has got their regular whatever stuff. And they're like, what is that? That looks amazing. And that case in point, chefs love again, it's an art form. Mm -hmm. They love to be go back there and play. So of course they're going to make this gorgeous dish for you. Yes, I, I completely agree. Actually, uh, the, the one thing for me though, is that I know when, when, when we've gone to restaurants and stuff and we ask them about like, you know, go light on oil or is it, is it possible to like not really use oil in whatever? Uh, that's the one thing that they're just like, wait, why? Like, cause like they understand, you know, don't use nuts, don't use any of this other stuff, but it's like, yeah. you tell them, tell them, uh, like light on oil or no oil. And then they're just like, but that doesn't make any well, sense. Don't you so. know, Brian, olive oil is healthy. Yeah. That's what I heard. <laughs> I still get, that's, that's the number one question I get asked by any of, of my friends or people that know me is the, it's like, but wait, what about olive oil? I'm like, olive oil is not a health food. So no, you're like, yeah. Well, there are some studies that do, you know, that say that it is heart healthy, but here's the thing, not in the massive quantities that we're used to using. You mean it. a whole bottle? In- <laughs> right. Like, go, 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 go. You know, maybe a, a teaspoon or tablespoon here or there it does have benefits. Yes. And there yeah. are, there are valid studies supporting that. And I agree. I mean, yeah, but we, we don't do that. Yeah. We don't need to do a, a shot of it every day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next question. Uh, what was the most difficult food for you to give up? Um, <laughs> Velveeta and fried blunt. No, I'm kidding. Can I just tell you? Go ahead. It, it's a safe space. We're cool. <laughs> safe space. White Castle. <laughs> yeah, that's that's understandable. I for mean, that I one. could go in there. Like, if I were to go in there right now. Yeah. Um, my mouth would water in a good way. Yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, I, I was, but well, here's the thing. They, even, mom, they got the impossible sliders, you know, so ew, that doesn't even do anything. For me. Like, that makes <laughs> me, ew, ew, ew. <laughs> but I, my mom would eat those in utero. So like I was fed that before I was born. Oh, wow. And, and I, and there, there, usually that's what people will crave because that's part of their, like almost their genetic makeup. Yeah. And, um, so, and then of course I had it, like, as I was growing up, we would go there. So just not having it anymore. Like even now it's weird. Like, yeah, we, we yeah. actually went and got the impossible sliders one time, like a few, like probably, I don't know. It's it been is, a while. Yeah, it's like, been a while. It's been a while ago. And we were like, these just are not good. Like they're not. Yeah. It's just, it's not, I'd rather have one of the black bean burgers that Brian makes like the whole food plant-based, like mm-hmm. it's just so much tastier, <laughs> but I get that. Like yeah. for me, it's, it's, it's probably Taco Bell for me. Hardy's breakfast oh. for me. Oh really? Hardy's breakfast. Huh? I'm a, I'm a breakfast big, guy. Okay. Always have been. Oh. And in fact, oh. like, and I, I tell people this all the time. So we, we are in the office right now across the street is a diner. There are there were many times when I would walk into the office and I can smell them cooking breakfast, you know, the hash browns and bacon and sausage and eggs and like all that. I can smell it just like blowing over from there. And like that smell triggers me every single time. Oh, I bet it does. I'm sure it does. Yeah. Like there's just nothing like walking into a White Castle because I mean, you could do it blindly and you would know. Oh, yeah. I would know. I would know. No, I would know. I would know as well. But yeah. Yeah. the, the, The weird one for me as far as fast food was concerned was was that that Hardy's breakfast, especially because like I would get it on Sunday mornings. 
before I'd go to church. So like I'd have to go so to it band was part practice. Part of a habit. It was part of a habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so even now, like one of the simple facts why I'm not tempted by by to get Hardee's on a Sunday morning is because I don't have to pass Hardee's to get to church. And so I just don't go that direction like to pass by it. It's like, because even just seeing it there, I'm just like, man, those good old days back when I was super fat and unhealthy. That and uh, I do all the finances so I can look at his credit card and just be like, well, he never has cash, so he'll. I'll know if he goes to Hardy. That's true. <laughs> you might want to get another card. <laughs> nah, nah, I oh, like. I like the accountability. Honestly, that's. Yeah. I like the accountability. If I didn't have that we accountability, can also ca- like we can I probably would have fallen support. off. Support. Yeah. There you go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's yeah. So the problem is that it doesn't go the other direction. She could totally buy stuff, and I would never know. Yeah, and in idea. fact, that has happened. If I die, a- he doesn't know how to get the money. It's fine. Yeah, I'm doomed. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm doomed. Um. So, were there any foods that you didn't like before? that have become new favorites because that's the amazing thing for me is just all the things that I like now that I didn't like before um well I don't know if I didn't like it I just I don't think I knew them you know like I didn't know that I liked broccoli without a ton of cheese you know in the steamer packet I didn't know that I liked I didn't know that I liked um cauliflower I didn't I didn't know that I liked a lot of these things because you know Listen, my it wasn't like child abuse growing up. It's not like I mean, no. it, but it was like you know I grew up on Campbell's tomato soup and and Velveeta cheese and uh, grilled cheese and you know and again with the broccoli and the steamer packet with like that's the kind of stuff that my mom made us. You know, it wasn't bad. It was just like the food of the time. And um, now I cook in a totally different way. Like I didn't know that I like Thai food. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, all we, that stuff. I, people Indian are, food for, for yeah, Jessica. I, I, oh yeah. People for sure. had always like, always say to us like, Oh, like someone actually at work had said to me once, when are you going to be able to eat real food again? Like you're, you're limiting yourself to like, you know what? I, and I, well, first of all, real, her definition of real food was pizza. So, um, but <laughs> I'm like, I'm eating more real food than I've ever had before. But like, to me, the most amazing thing about this has just been how much more of a variety that I eat now. Cause I ate basically before it was like, if it didn't have cheese or whatever, you know, basically if it didn't have cheese on it or it wasn't chocolate, I wasn't eating it. Um, so now it's just like, we'll go, you know, we'll travel and be like, Hey, look, it's a cool Indian restaurant. Let's check that out. Like it, it opens. And that's what I try to tell people is this doesn't, this is not a, you know, it's not like you're limiting yourself. You're not like, I'm never going to be able to eat and enjoy food again. Like there's so much more food out there that you can enjoy that you just haven't even had yet. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because usually, um, you, Americans rotate for dinner, like between six and nine meals Mm -hmm. a month. And so you just get ingrained. But then when you are forced to move outside of that and experiment, wow, what a world. Yeah. All right. One more question for you then. Uh, What would be your best piece of advice for someone who wants to get started on a whole food plant-based diet? All right. I'm going to give you my secret. Do it. So don't count steps. Don't count carbs. Don't count calories. Don't count anything except fiber. This is what I want you to do. This is my secret weapon, okay? For the first week, make sure you get 20 grams of fiber every single day. Uh, you're going to have to be looking up a lot of foods, uh, and that's fine. Uh, but just do this. Just if you're serious, just do this. 
for week one, 20 grams of fiber every single day. And people, when I talk to people, they're like, oh my God, 20 grams of fiber. Are you kidding me? If you are counting, you'll see that you'll get to 20 probably by the end, hopefully by the beginning of lunch, definitely by the end of lunch. Uh, week two, 30 grams of fiber every single day. Okay. Week four, wait, is that, yeah, 40 grams of fiber every single day. And then you're, you will be well on your way. Okay. Now, where do you find fiber? In plants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Plants. Will you ever find fiber in animal products? Nope. Nope. That is correct. You will never. So you will, we're not going to, we're not going to talk about foods. We're not going to talk about types of foods. None of that stuff. You're just counting fiber. And then you will see how your plate will shift over the next several weeks from brownish to yellowish to all these different colors and you'll start to feel better. So don't worry about anything else but fiber week two, three, and four and beyond 20 grams, 30 grams, 40 grams and go and you'll be okay. I like that. That's a good secret. One of, uh, <laughs> one of our friends online actually, uh, who, who is plant-based, uh, says that every time he gets asked, where do you get your protein from? He responds with, where do you get, get your, your fiber, fiber from? Mm-hmm. So, uh, it is, it is, uh, I've never actually thought about that though. That is a, that is an interesting way to look at it and look at the process and, and, uh, get yourself going in that direction. I well, like that. I like that because I think everybody needs to hear, like it has that moment where something clicks for them. And so maybe hearing that, hopefully somebody out there is like, oh, I can do that. Like, let me try doing that. Yep. And then the, it'll get the ball rolling because I think everybody needs to hear thing. it in like a different way. Like you're, you can say the same thing. You can hear the same person, like 10 different people tell you the same thing, but it's just that way that will click with you. And That's so exactly I, I've right. never heard that before. I like that. That's the simplest thing thing that I think I've heard as far as a starting point goes, Mm -hmm. uh, because even if you look at the doctors that are out there who have their meal plans, their weight loss plans or whatever, it's overwhelming. It's like, I mean, like I, I know, uh, cause we started off with, with like eat to live, you know, Dr. Furman is all about the G bombs. And it's just like, while that's a, that's a catchy thing. I'm like, I can't, I can't easily explain that to anybody. Yeah. And so therefore it becomes this sort of like thing. You got to like, get your greens, beans, onions. Like yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, like, you're checking off so many yeah, boxes. Yeah, yeah, and I know, I know. What with Gregory, he's got like the uh, daily dozen or whatever mm-hmm. it happens to be. It's like, uh, I mean, McDougal's fairly straightforward. He's basically just like eat half starch, eat half non-starch, like, and and you're fine. Uh, but yeah, no, just focusing on fiber though. I, I quite like it just because it's it's an an easily attainable goal. Mm-hmm. because it's not like, oh, I need to, I need to, where, where's all these nutrients coming from? Where's all this coming from? Where's a blah? And I, it's like, he's that, and it's not even focusing on types of food. It's just focusing on that one number. And I like that because for a lot of people, they just need to focus on one thing, focus on it intently. And well, and, it's, it's, it's focus. That's and all then, And then That's once they figure that out, the rest of it becomes easier. Yeah. And I think for us, it, it kind of ended up being that way because for the first two weeks, all we did was focus on potatoes and it was just, we're just going to eat two weeks of plain potatoes. And then by week three, it was like, yes, everything tastes amazing now. Right. So let's just keep doing that. 
Yeah. But yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. It's oh, been thanks for it's been me. so amazing. It's been a great yeah, interview. It's been great hearing your story and so many learning so many things that I didn't know about you. Um, but we definitely look forward to hopefully in the future when the world gets back in order, you know, doing maybe some things out at the the Center for Plant Based Living and doing some more stuff with you. We'd love to get you in our kitchen, obviously. Oh I mean forget it. That would be <laughs> so be fun. fun. But I would love to get you guys in my kitchen too yes. if you would if you would um hopefully accept to do a quick show with me sometime oh, yes. done okay definitely. it will be it will it, i can guarantee you well if you have brian and not me it would definitely be quicker than uh when you had chef chris burke on there trying to make that gravy <laughs> <laughs> that, that, whisk and whisk and whisk. i was looking through your videos yesterday it's like all of the quick cooking shows they're usually like you know five minutes here and yeah, there or whatever yeah. and then it's like 20 minutes of, of chef chris chris needs his time uh, that's but, true but i i feel like uh between the three of us we're gonna we're gonna just keep wearing down on chris to get the oil free i saw that he he was doing uh oil he, he took the oil out of the meatballs yeah. at the uh, Can you believe that yeah so for those of you who don't know who i'm talking about we're talking about chef chris burke at uh the vegan deli and butcher we did a, an interview with him as well and he is just a really cool guy um mm -hmm. so we'll all come together and and form our army and 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 yeah i've told jessica that like if if he actually like went fully in that direction with like you know like the no oil and like figured figured out like the the other stuff of like less salt and 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 that like he would be an absolute powerhouse of of a recipe developer and yeah. i mean because he already is talented. he yes. already is very talented like but then just to see sort of how his mind would process that information to give like, him that challenge exactly he, like i feel like he likes a challenge he's like wait how do you what, you're gonna do this without but oil he's, he's understanding it more and more and so there's some there's some stuff coming up between the center for plant-based living and chris nice as the year very progresses cool. so cool. um if that gives you any kind of indication that he is trying he's got that personality that like serious like brian's like he could totally be like a celebrity chef like he's got that like oh, yeah. he could do a tv show like he's just that guy that he's always just himself mm -hmm. there's no like filter although we did we got a little bit of a filter on the on the 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 uh language when we had him on the podcast i told him i was <laughs> yeah, like I didn't you can get do so it lucky go ahead he did my show <laughs> although brian's pretty good with the bleeping yeah i can so. always bleep stuff out so that's that's the difference between like sort of going on a live uh a live show and as a you know opposed to pre-recording everything so but yes it's been a blast and we look forward to working with you in the future and um definitely everybody check out the links that we have in the description so you can sign up for one of her classes or follow yeah. her on social media or check out her videos on youtube she's got a lot going on yeah so definitely check her out and what else you got brian i mean i guess people could subscribe to uh well to any of our stuff you can subscribe to to uh the center for plant-based living or what, what's the channel the youtube it's center channel? for plant-based okay living. center for plant-based living uh, uh youtube channel you can subscribe to uh, crocs in the kitchen if you want you can also subscribe to this podcast uh which you can find in pretty much any of the normal places you would find podcasts obviously you're listening to this so you found it somewhere um but I think that uh, we should probably call this one done You're trying and not over to with. Say, That's all I got. Yeah, I know, because I always have to do that one. Uh, but yeah, I think that uh, we'll see you next time on I'm Losing It. Bye. Bye.